words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. And so it is Jesus that we are seated with in heavenly places. And from where we are seated, we see that indeed he is glorious, he is mighty, he is great, and he is sufficient in all things. And so, Father, we give you praise. Father, we say you are great and you are greatly to be praised. We say that you are the king that is almighty. We say that you are the God that should be worshipped for all eternity. You are the one that the nations of the earth bow their knees before and they bow their faces before you and they raise their hands in glorious worship unto you because you are the God that is deserving of worship. You are the one that the spirits and the souls of men should turn to with everything that they are and everything that they have because you are the giver of life. You are the sustainer of life. You are the one that causes life to exist from one realm to the other. So you are the one that should be called God Almighty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence here. Because you said where two, three of us, you know, come together like this, whenever we come together and our hearts are in agreement concerning anything, that you are there in our midst. You are sitting in our midst. You are fellowshipping with us. You are breaking the bread of your presence with us. So we say thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You who continually establishes the will of Christ for his people until he returns. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats this evening. Amen. Amen. How many of us are happy Ecclesia Hills is one? Yes. 
it's a reason to celebrate. I'm so happy that, you know, we are seeing this day because many times when, when we begin a vision, um, there's a tendency to see only the things that are difficult. There's a tendency to see only the things that are hard, you know, to get off the ground. When you start a vision, it consumes you. And in the first few days and in the first few months and in the first few seasons of that vision, it's, it's usually hard and tough. Not, it may not be hard on you physically, but sometimes in your emotions, in your mind, because, I mean, it's nothing yet. You know, in the eyes of men, it's nothing. Nothing is usually visible. It's like when a plant is growing and it's like a seed under the ground. And, you know, before it comes out, before it sprouts, nobody sees it. And so even if the farmer says, hey, you know, give me a million naira for my harvest, there's a tendency for nobody to want to pay for that because they can't see the harvest. And so usually the value of a thing is not known in the beginning. The value of a thing is not seen in the beginning. People don't tend to give their best to a work in the beginning. People don't tend to commit everything that they have to a work that is just starting because there is no glory attached to it. There is no fame. There is no greatness attached to it. So it takes people of vision. It takes people of courage. It takes people of discernment. It takes people who are loyal to even a thing that they haven't yet seen to be able to build a vision. And so I commend everyone who has stayed strong with Ecclesia Hills, everybody who started this vision from last year, everyone who gave themselves, who gave their sweat to a thing that was not yet visible, visible in the physical. Because this is what faith is, the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of the things that are not yet seen. And so it may just have been a couple of people, maybe just your family members that knew the name Ecclesia Hills, maybe your enemies knew the name Ecclesia Hills. And so it was not really a thing to say, hey, you know, I belong to Ecclesia Hills. Like if you call some popular churches today, you say, hey, what's your agenda? You call that name. And I'm like, hmm, wonderful. But it doesn't have that kind of, you know, fragrance yet um, in the area where the who and who's are called. So I commend the people that have stayed strong to build it. And I want you to know something, that God sees every single thing that we say, every single thing that we do, every single thing that we decide to commit ourselves to. God says that the Bible says that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces to soul and spirit, bone and marrow. It pierces to your heart, it pierces to your joints. And he went further on to say that there is nothing that is hidden from the word. Every single thing is made plain before the word. So every time you said, you know what, I am tired, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to give myself to this vision. Every time you said, you know what, I don't seem to have what it takes. I don't even know why I'm going back every day, but yet you went back again. I want you to know that God saw every day and God is going to bless you. So I pray for the leadership of Ecclesia Hills. I pray for everyone that has continually stood and has continually just given themselves to the work. And I just pray, Father, that even in this season of a crossing over, that even in their personal lives, in their spiritual lives, oh God, that they will begin to experience the anointing that is coming upon Ecclesia Hills in this season. That they also will partake, oh God, of this joy of a crossing over. That it will not be, the victory will not be something they celebrate when they come to church, but to be a victory that literally leaves with them every day. So that it will not just be church will not just be a gathering but church will be the life that they live the glory of ecclesia hills will be the glory that they experience in their day-to-day -day lives in the name of jesus amen amen and i thank god for pastor mo i remember <laughs> i remember camp awakening when we went to ghana last year it was in the beginning of may we hadn't started ecclesia hills then and I remember it was a case of, you know, um, PI after the camp. I, I believe, I believe what we're going we're gonna to push, we're going to do something. And, you know, the camp for most of us was just like, 
you know, on our toes, Lord, what was the next thing? How are we going to get it done? And here we are, Pastor Moses, one year later. One year later, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So well done, Pimo. I just pray that God will continue to strengthen you. We'll continue to enlarge the coast of your vision. We'll continue to give you bigger and greater pictures. I will continue to give you the strength and the zeal to love as you've been doing in the past. May it increase and may it continually be the testimony of your ministry that you loved at all times and in all seasons. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anointed. I love the theme of this meeting but before we go on this season and Pastor Mo I feel like um, in this season that we have crossed into in Ecclesia Hills I feel like God is going to be doing a very very great work of preparing the vessels for himself um, I feel like the season that will come after this is going to be a season of increase and it's kind of the Lord bringing the word um, to the woman um, that he said you know go get me jars and I feel like there's such an anointing that God has released upon this house and it's going to be an anointing that is going to gather people from all walks of life, people of different categories, and they're going to come in here. And there's going to be a unique ability for every kind of person to be able to find rest in this house and to be able to find peace in this house. And I feel like the Lord is saying that in this next season, because you have been faithful with the first assignment, the next assignment is going to come in the season after this. But before that assignment, I'm going to be preparing vessels for myself, people who are going to have the ability to accommodate the next flow of my spirit. And the Lord began to speak about new wine and he began to say, but I need new wine skins first. And he said, for them to be able to accommodate what is going to happen after this, I'm going to stretch some of your leadership. I'm going to increase their minds. And I hear the Lord saying that in this season that you have come into, he's going to bring in some radical concepts regarding the kingdom. Things that you literally will look for blueprints in terms of how they fit into the normal church. I am not going to be able to find a pattern to follow. And I hear the Lord saying, just follow my spirit. Because the church that I'm building is a church that has no boundaries, it has no walls. And I do not speak of it in terms of brick and mortar. And I do not speak of it in terms of what people now call radical. But I speak of it in terms of patterns. And I speak of it in terms of a style of actualizing my will upon the earth. And so I hear the Lord saying, he's going to be stretching the minds of the leadership in this house. He's going to be stretching the hearts of the people in this house. Because the season is going to come where you're going to have Sunday services on the streets. You're going to be doing soup kitchens on the streets. You're going to be feeding people on the streets. And there'll be nobody in the church building. Because everybody's going to be wearing t-shirts and jeans and they're going to be on the streets. He said there are going to be some Sundays where you're going to spend Sundays under the bridge, taking care of children and feeding little children. He says because I'm changing the concept of what people call church and I'm going to do a lot of that out of Ecclesia Hills. From out of the hills of this house, people are going to look and nations are going to view a new concept and a new kind of the work that God wants to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, at different times in my life, I thank God for one, one thing he's done for me is the gift of mentorship. And God has always sent me people who would um, be in my life to not only scold me, but to also tell me what the will of God is. And the truth is, today we, the, the theme of the service is anointed, and I think it's such a powerful theme. And I think it's 
it comes straight from the heart of God because the moment I, I put the pen to paper and I wrote anointed it just began to flow and I can see I'm actually going to write a book called anointed because the moment I started writing it, it was just flowing and I knew that wow God has something to say about this topic that is beyond a sermon and you know I feel truly really that in this season more than ever God is looking for believers who would actually believe that they are anointed who would believe that there's something upon their lives something that is not ordinary something that is not regular something that comes from a world beyond this and you know at different points in my life god has given to me people who have blessed me with the words of god by saying you know you see there's something about you i remember a man my cassidy he was my pastor when i was in ghana and i remember the first time i met the man I was in a room with other young ladies and, you know, everybody talked, 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 you know. And when he saw me the next day, he said, you know, young lady, I, I saw you the other day, right, with this, with meme, I was like, yes. And he said, who are you? I was like, uh, I, I wasn't sure how to answer the question. I just, I just got into university. I was like, who am I? My name is Isi Abogese, you know. And he said, no, no, who are you? I was like, he was like, no, because the grace of God is really strong upon your life. I was like, Really? And I didn't say anything. He just asked all of us, what are your names? What's your name? What's your name? And he said, because he says, you have so much grace. I was like, okay. The only grace I knew was made the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, you know. So I was thinking, you know, could someone have, you know, a lot of grace? I didn't understand what he meant. And I remember when I was pastoring at this present house, Pastor Tony Rappo would always say to me, and he would look at me some days, he would say, P.I., do you know you are so anointed? And I'll be like, oh okay he's like you're just so anointed i'm like okay to, to tell you the truth i had no idea what he was talking about i actually had no idea I, I didn't understand what he was talking about i thought okay you know okay maybe because i preached a good sermon or something you know the difference between a powerful christian and a childish christian is the fact that a powerful christian can see and they know who they are it's identity Identity makes a big difference. You can carry the grace of heaven. If you don't understand it, you'll be like every other person sitting on the chairs. Something happens to you the day you realize who you are. Something happens to you the day you awaken to who you are. Something happens to you the day the revelation of what Jesus did for you sits in your heart. You see, I didn't understand when these men used to tell me, you know, you are anointed, you have grace, the hand of God is upon your life. I thought, you know, what's so different? I mean, I've been kicked out of the choir every time since I was eight. I tried to join the choir. Who kicks an eight-year-old out of the choir? Do you understand? Like, it traumatized me. So till today, even if the Lord is moving, I'm like, we're blessed. Please, choir, help me. We're blessed. I, can't, I can never sing of us. Trauma. I tried again in secondary school. They kicked me out. In university, I tried again. Alas, they kicked me out. You know, and I thought to myself, so when he was like, you know, Grace, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Because in my understanding, being anointed means, you know, when you climb the pulpit, you can sing and the glory will come down. I didn't have Benny Hinn's anointing. I didn't have any of those. So I thought, what are they talking about? But you see, there's a way that Jacob described it. Jacob said that when he was journeying to the house of Laban, he came to a place where he laid his head on the stone. And he said he saw angels ascending and descending. And when he woke up the next day, he said, My goodness, the Lord was here and I did not know it. Do you know that's the story of a lot of us? 
The Lord is continually working miraculously in our lives. There is a constant flow of the grace of heaven. There is a constant flow of the power of heaven. There is a constant flow of the anointing that comes straight from the throne of God and we do not know it. Many times we are walking in the power of the age to come and we do not even realize it. Sometimes you lay on your bed and you have what you think is a dream or you have what you think is an imagination and the very next day everything begins to happen to cause it to come to pass and you think it's by your power, by your might, you are anointed. The hand of God is upon your life to cause things to come to pass. And you know, Jacob described it in one way. He said, he said, he woke up next day, he said, behold, this is the house of God. But he also said, it is the gate of heaven. Do you know that to be anointed actually means that everywhere you stand, it's literally as though the gate of heaven is standing there. It's as though the influence of heaven, the power of heaven, you know, the grace of heaven is right there. And so, Every time they said, oh, you're anointed, as I grew in the Lord, I began to understand that it wasn't by my power that I would stand and the word of God would be like bread broken in the midst of people. It wasn't by my power that I could sit down and literally write a book in two weeks. I began to understand what they meant by being anointed. The free and the easy flow of the Holy Ghost. The ability to see when it's as though everywhere is dark. The capacity to understand what is confusing to others. The ability to be able to bring the word of God in a way that empowers another. It takes grace to do that. It takes the anointing of God. And in this season, God is calling out a people who truly believe that they are anointed. The people who truly believe that the hand of God is upon their life. It didn't make sense to me when they used to say, you know what, you are anointed because I didn't understand the perspective they had. You see, why are we even having this topic and why do I feel like God told us to speak about being anointed in this season? It all began in the Garden of Eden. We all know the story of the fall. And we know the fact that man lost his authority, man lost his dominion, man lost his power and we became victims and we became captive to the prince of this world who was Lucifer at that time. And we all know that from that beginning of time, we began to suffer under this bondage. And then Jesus came to do a restorative work. And in Isaiah 61, Jesus began to declare and began to speak about the things that he came to do. Can we open our Bibles to Isaiah 61? It speaks about who Jesus was going to be and what he was going to do. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion and to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness and the planting of God that he might be glorified. Isaiah began to prophesy of a time that was coming. Isaiah began to prophesy of what Jesus was going to do and what Jesus was going to carry. Isaiah began to prophesy of what the anointing was going to look like, what the anointing was going to feel like. And he said when the spirit of God comes upon the man, when the anointing of God rises upon the person, the person is going to have the capacity to first of all be able to heal the brokenhearted. The person was going to have the ability to be able to speak and his words will go deep into the hearts and into the souls of people and it was
was going to bring them out of the grave, out of the places of brokenness, out of the places of sadness, out of the places of pain, out of the places of shame. It was going to have the capacity to release people from the power of depression. It was going to have the capacity to release people from the manipulations of hell that has plagued this generation. And he says the spirit of the Lord God Almighty was going to be upon Jesus. And when Jesus came, he was going to have the ability to restore everything that was broken when man fell in the garden of Eden. And so this was the purpose of the anointing. This is why the anointing came upon Jesus. And he's not just called Jesus. He's called Jesus Christ, the anointed one with his anointing. And so Jesus did not just come as just the son of God. Jesus came as a son of God with an anointing. Jesus came as a son of God with an oil upon his head. Jesus came as a son of God with power upon him because without the power of the anointing, Jesus was just going to be another miracle walking upon the earth. The testimony of Jesus was just going to be the fact that the Holy Ghost came upon a woman that was a virgin and she gave birth to a son and the son was just going to be a miracle that was going to be celebrated like a monument. But when the anointing came upon him, he was not just a miraculous baby. He became a miraculous baby that caused miracle to happen everywhere that he went. The anointing of God that is going to come upon your life in this season and the season to come is not going to come upon you so that you're just going to speak of the miracles of God in your life. So that you're not just going to say, oh, look at how miraculous my life is. Look at the great things that have happened. No, the anointing breaks the yoke upon your life, but the anointing has many hands and many abilities and many capacities. And after it breaks the yoke upon your life, it causes you to become a yoke breaker so that everywhere you go, people can testify not just of the power of God upon you, but the power of God within you and the power of God that is at work all around you. And so that is why Jesus indeed was celebrated the day he was born. The angels, they came and they celebrated him and people testified of the power of God that had caused the virgin to give birth. But many years later, Jesus began to say that greater things than I do, you would do because this anointing is not just for a man to be called a superhero. It's for the whole world to be called superheroes. Praise Jesus. And that's why in this season, God is saying we are calling out the anointed. We are doing something to people in this generation so that every single person begins to realize the power in what Jesus did upon the cross. The question is, who is the anointing or what is the anointing? The Bible began to speak of what Jesus was going to do or what happened in Acts 10, 38. And I believe that the scripture we have read before now, it speaks about how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Acts 10, are we there? It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He said he anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. The anointing does not stand on its own. The anointing is not just a word. The anointing is actually an individual. And the individual is called the Holy Ghost. So we cannot talk about anointed without talking about the Holy Spirit. And I found out that in this generation of a lot of religious people, the least celebrated part of the Trinity is the Holy Spirit. Many people talk about God. Many people talk about Jesus. Sometimes we say, oh, sweet Holy Spirit, we welcome you. But many people don't have a relationship with him. Because when you have a relationship with the Holy Ghost, it manifests. It shows in everything that you are. And so the Bible says God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. Do you know when I read the scripture, I began to ask myself, is it the same Holy Ghost that I have? No, no, I had to ask myself. God 
anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. Is it the same Holy Ghost that Jesus sent me? In the same way that God anointed Jesus, Jesus said, wait for me. I will send you. I would also anoint you with the Holy Ghost. Every day I wake up and a man tell the brown God or sin talada. Is it the same Holy Ghost that Jesus had? The Holy Ghost that empowered him to do miracles everywhere he went. Everywhere he went, he went about doing good. The testimony of Jesus was good. There was nobody that came to him with a problem that he did not help. There was no one that came into his life that he did not deliver. You see, when Pastor Mo spoke to me, in fact, I had written what the topic was going to be or the, the context of my sermon. And I said, Pastor Mo, what is on your mind? And I sent him a picture. He said, oh, the journey of an anointed one. And I sent him a picture. I said, that was what I literally just wrote. You know, and I feel like sometimes we talk about the anointing and, you know, the power of God. And we talk about it outside of our personal lives. We talk about it within the context of the church. We talk about it within the context of, you know, religion. What is expected of us. But you know what? It's not real. It's not real. You can't talk about the anointing without talking about fighting with your husband. You can't talk about the anointing without talking about the anointing that is living in your house with you. Do you understand? You can't. It's impossible. Because you see, it's a gift from God. He's with you. His gifts are never without repentance. But the extent to which you see the power of the gift is dependent on, on the extent to which you give yourself to the gift. And giving yourself to the gift requires a lot of killing of the human self and submitting yourself willingly to his ways. Submitting yourself willingly to his ways would require of you sometimes as a leader to be foolish. You know that this person is playing games with you. But yet every day you smile and you are there for them. You will pray for them. You will run errands for them. You will do everything there is to be done to make that person's life better. Even though you know the person does not have an iota of loyalty. That is what it requires. So sometimes when people say there's no power in the church, no. The church is powerful. Because Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It is not a pastor that builds a church. It is Jesus. And Jesus already began to build his church the day that he died. In fact, he finished the work of the church from the moment he rose from the dead. So the power is already there. We are the ones that are coming to that, to come into the revelation of the power. With each generation, there should be a progression of the revealing of the anointing. And so the question is, why is there no unveiling? Because sometimes it's not about the availability of God. It's about the willingness of the people to submit themselves. And so when I look at this, sometimes I say, God, is it the same anointing? But you see, I'm in a season where it's as though I'm getting born again, again. And you know, last week I, I gave my life to Christ again. You know, I actually, it was a true conversion. And I said, suddenly in my study, I was crying. I said, Jesus... I want to give you my life. Please. Thank you for not leaving me like this. And it wasn't because the week before that, I wasn't sure if I die, I go to heaven. It was because in that moment, I realized that there was so much of Christ that I wasn't living out through my life. I realized how far behind I was. You see something, eh? God's power 
is hidden in simplicity. God's greatness is hidden in his ease. You see, so when you speak about the anointing, you can speak about the showing forth of great things, miraculous things, fire from heaven. The reason why it's so hard in our time is because we have a lot of people who are not even in touch with themselves. But the only way to come into God is that you must love the Lord of God, God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. You must know who you are. Understand me. There are too many people who are too afraid to look inside themselves. Because they are afraid of what they will see, who they will see. Too many people who are living a life that is not confronting Jack. They are coming to church, they are reading their Bible, but their real selves are standing at the back. And it is their church self and religious self that is reading the scripture. The man who truly needs the Lord is not in touch with the word. He's hidden in a corner because they are too afraid of what the word would reveal. But you see, it is in the revealing that the word does and in the conversion that the word does that the power of God is revealed. Hear me. I have a sermon note prepared and it's so broken down with, you know, what is the anointing, who is the anointing, the keys to the anointing, the mediums of the anointing. But I know when the Holy Spirit is stopping me in my tracks and I feel him doing it right now. My brothers and sisters, it's simple. Give your life to Christ. There's no sermon. Be converted. Be converted. Jesus has died. He will not die again. The day the Holy Spirit left heaven and entered into that upper room, he came and he settled. He packed all his bag from heaven. One single equity he does not have again there. He brought everything he packed on the earth. All the good gifts that God had, he brought them. The Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So while some of us are still amazed at angels, and you hear that an angel enters somebody's room, and you're like, hey, God, oh, hey, which day will he happen to me? Or you hear somebody had a vision, they went to heaven, you're like, hey, why you are still amazed by that? Stop a minute and think. All spiritual blessings, all, all in heavenly places, not one. Even the things that scare you in demons, believe me, you have more than they have. If you would manifest all God has given to you, even demons would fear you. When you hear, when something flies past your window, hey, 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 what you have is even more than a thing that flies. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from. And God is saying that in this season, would you resolve to come into it? You know, I reached a place last week when I said, God, enough is enough. If there is anything in you that you decided that I should have, let me have it. Even if when it starts, it will make me look like I am mad. It's okay. I resolved to be okay with all spiritual blessings. I said in whatever way it wants to manifest, if it means that some night I will put my head on the bed and I will not sleep throughout the night because I'm having heavenly encounters with you. I said, then so be it. 
Gone are the days that people will pray and say, Jesus, I want to see your face. Then when you sleep, you hear your door make, hey, 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 blood of Jesus. Why? Gone are the days when people will say, you know, I want to have a revealing of his power. And yet they are afraid of what that would look like. You see, we are all anointed. It's not just one person. What does that do to your life? It changes everything. It completely changes everything. It changes the way you read scriptures. When you read scriptures, you don't read it anymore so that you can preach a good sermon or so that you can do your portion of devotion for the day. No. You read scriptures to extend yourself. You read scriptures to add capacity to yourself. Every knowledge from the word is something you hear and you tell yourself, until it sits, I will not let it go. You read scriptures differently. You read scriptures like a man whose rights and privileges are being read to him. If they were to arrest you today and they tell you you have only two rights and we are reading it to you, do you think your ear will miss it? You will hear it well so that you will know how to expand on the rights, utilize it, maximize it because <laughs> not prison with it. So, Paul, when you read the word of God, you read it as if, you know, <laughs> don't skip over any word. That is how I read the Bible now. Because you see, there has to come a time. We can talk about the anointing, but there was a way he described it. Isaac, he said to Esau, he says, until the day you become restless, the yoke will not be broken from your shoulder. Basically, until the day you become restless, the anointing will not manifest on your life. We are all anointed. But we are too satisfied. There is nothing as dangerous as an anointed and content man. It's dangerous. You should be anointed and restless. Anointed and hungry. Anointed and desiring. Hear me. There is nothing that the grace of God cannot do within you. There is nothing. Absolutely nothing. There is no habit. There is no addiction. That the grace of God cannot break. You see, anytime I struggle with anything, all I have to do is stay with the word. Do you know where I am now? I, I told somebody one day, I said, uh, somebody was saying something. I said, I don't understand. How can you still be here? Because I have found out that the levels of your sanctification determines the levels of your access. So we are in a generation where people don't want to be sanctified. And they defend it by saying, you know, what's the good and acceptable will of God? You have to go beyond good and acceptable into perfect. You have to get into the place where you are like Daniel and his friends. God did not tell them to say they will not eat the meat. They decided by themselves. When was the last time you decided to do something? That was not written in the agenda of the program that God gave you. When was the last time you decided to do something that was not a law? But you said, I know that it's okay, but I choose not to. Because I want to draw nearer to God. When was the last time you made a true sacrifice? Don't you know? 
that the ones that access are the ones that come by sacrifice. People can be anointed like Samson, but they can be destroyed and gone in one day because they lack principles. You can get to the throne because your father was a king and your father is a king. But to be kept on the throne and to create a legacy for your name, it requires principles. So the anointing in itself is a responsibility. The anointing in itself causes you to go deeper, to search more. This is what God is calling out of us. When it is not about a pastor. So if you didn't have a pastor, what will you do? E.g. myself. If you are the one pastoring people, what will you do? So you will backslide? Or you will just perform every Sunday? But when you go back, you live a fake life. Haba. There must be a time when somebody arises in himself and you decide for yourself to become your own man. We all have to get to that place because that's where the anointing lies. It lies on the other side of comfort. It lies on the other side of, you know, it's okay and it's fine. Look at the lives of people like Mary. Mary was a young girl sitting on her own. And then an angel came to her and said, this is what will happen to you. Guess what? The choice wasn't taken away from Mary. But in that moment in time, Mary decided who she wanted to be. When was the last time you made a decision? Since you gave your life to Christ, that's the last decision you've made for God. Last one. When was the last time you tied the belt around your waist and you put your hand on your throat? And you said, I will not eat the meat from the table of this world. Because I want to see God. I want to hear God. When you see people stand and they carry power, it does not happen by mistake. It does not happen because somebody lays hands on you. It's a place you come into, you journey into. Because you decided to by God's grace. People of God. I feel that tonight in this first service of the anointed series, God is calling us into a place of decision. God is calling us into a place of resolution. God is calling us into a place of breaking into. It is possible. It is possible. All of us sitting down here, we know that that comfort that we are using as an excuse is a lie. All of us know. We know now. We all know that somewhere deep in our hearts, we know that it can all go like the wind. So why are you still putting your anchor on something that you know has no foundation? You see, the testimonies we have testified of here, I thank God for Ecclesia Hills, I thank God for these things that have happened. They didn't happen by mistake. It took somebody staying and digging wells in the spirit, being dogged about a conviction, Allowing blood, your head hurts. And you are saying, I will not turn to the left or to the right. When was the last time you intentionally changed the life? The force of the Holy Spirit within you. You used it to cause somebody else's life to come into a straight path. It's not a case of, oh, I knew her. Ah, she has changed. No. Every night on your knees. Man, tell me, God, do, 
Satan, I refuse to give you the matekila hand. You get up and you find a word for the person. You feed the stone, feed the soul. And then boom, it begins to sprout. People of God, can we change everything? Can we search and be stable in our search? Not today up, tomorrow down. Today pray for two hours. The next day you are not praying at all for one week. Can you change it? You have the power to. You have the ability to. And this is what God is calling us into in this season. You see, as an anointed one, there will be times when, in fact, there will be more times when you don't feel anointed than times when you feel anointed. And so you see, the anointing is not about a feeling. The anointing is not about a sense of confidence. That's not the anointing. So when you see us and we climb the stage and we say, you know, because God is a, you saw this thing like this. <laughs> it's ourselves we are helping to feel as if you understand. There are more times when you feel like you are not anointed than the times when you feel like that. As an anointed one, there will be times when it's possible that everyone will turn their back on you. Does that mean you are no more anointed? So the anointing has nothing to do with friendships. It has nothing to do with how agreeable it is with the world. It has absolutely nothing to do with how the seasons of the world, how it is going. Look at the life of David. I was reading his psalm which day and I was like, I don't understand. Is this the David that God is always bragging about? I was reading his psalms that he wrote when Absalom chased him. His own son. David that raised mighty men that will kill lions for sports. They are bored. What shall we do? Let's go and kill a lion. David raised those kind of men. Yet, if you hear the psalms, it's like the psalm of a, in quotes, coward that cannot fight for himself. But you see, this guy was anointed. And so the anointing is, is not usually reflected in physical strength. It's not usually reflected in physical ability. As a matter of fact, when you are anointed and when you are coming into the depths of God, the less gragra you have, the less the Holy Spirit will allow you to exert yourself. In fact, the less tasteful exerting yourself will be. You begin to find peace in staying back and allowing the Lord move. You begin to see that God can actually move in everything and everywhere. Until you can see it in your life, you cannot believe it for other people's lives. The anointing that God is calling us to have in this season, my brothers. Yes, we will heal the sick, open blind eyes, cure tuberculosis. But do you know that in our time, like Deuteronomy 32 says, there are some strange gods that even Peter and Paul did not experience in their time. Strange gods in this generation. I hear some things and I'm struggling to understand this scene. Before I can even say, toss here the Lord. I don't even, I don't even, I can't, I can't understand how somebody can even imagine that kind of sin in this generation. So what is God even calling us to? We have to rise up higher. We have to go higher. And we need to go back into believing the word of God. There are people sitting here who don't even believe in the oil. We don't even believe that in the oil. Several times the Bible speaks of the oil. Several times the Bible speaks about being anointed by oil. Several times in scriptures. There are people who are sitting here who don't believe in laying on of hands. Hear me. 
the grace of God and the liberty of God does not mean that we then turn our backs on the foundations of God. His foundations are the same. But we just experience his grace progressively with each generation. We begin to understand him more and more. There are many people sitting here who don't believe in these things. Who don't even believe that the word can anoint you. You don't believe in prophecies. A word is given to you and you mismanage it. Where is the last prophecy that was given to you? See, these are the ways in which the anointing comes. I have experienced them time and time again. I remember when I was 18, my first conversion, some pastors came to stay in our house from BLW. They were having a conference in Benin. And we have a house in Benin. And my sister was a pastor in BLW. And there were about 15 of them. And she said, oh, you can stay in our house. But it was just me and my brothers. And when these pastors came to stay, my brothers being guys that were like, oh, we know their house. So, you know, they left me with 15 people. And one of them was a couple, or two of them were a couple, and they had a baby. And so every night the baby will be crying. I'll run from my room. Okay, what do you want? Hot water? You want this? In the morning, I'll get up. And during that time, we then had water issues. So I'll put, put jerry cans in the wheelbarrow. I will wheel them. All this one that I'm wheeling, I used to wheel with my mini skirt and my jump topo. You know, so it wasn't like I was born again. I had backsliding that time. So, but in my heart was, I just thought these are pastors. I have to serve them. And I took care of them for that one week. Sometimes they'll come back from the conference at 3 a.m. I will not sleep. So that when I hear the horn, I will run from upstairs, open the gate, and I will set the table. Okay, Pastor, this, what do you want? Pastor, that, what do you want? Hey, someone will say, hey, I don't eat carbohydrates in the evening. Okay, I can fry chicken for you. I can, you know, I did this for one week. By the time they were leaving, they said, ah, what would we give you? Some give me money. Take 4K as a student. Now, university, say, hey, thank you. Take my handbag. Hey, I was happy. One of them, Pastor Shola, said, ah, we can't give this girl these things. This is not enough. She said, kneel down. And all of them gathered around me. Fifteen of them, they began to speak. One after the other, they took their turn. In this life, you shall be this. In this, da, 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 da. Some of them said things like, I bless you with what I have. And I asked God that if there are levels that we ever experience, let him give them to you. This one is, do you know all of them, one by one? Do you know by the time I was getting up, the world became like a full stop in my eye. Everything that looked big, like, oh, you know, party, boys, everything that looked like me, everything became small. And the thing that was biggest in my eye was God. Do you know that was the day another kind of conversion happened to me? I know I was anointed. Let me tell you, sometimes the anointing is not wind, it's vision. It does something to you. That was what happened to Elisha. Elijah said, you want what I have. If you can see it, then I would know you have come into it. Do you know, there are many times when God wants to anoint us, but our mind stands in the way. We have become too posh. We have become too, you know. Some of us now, we fall asleep to the sound of television. And you want to be anointed. Then your dreams are taking over. By the things you've heard. Inside your dream is Arya Stark. Inside your dream, you are fighting for the game of throne. I'll be the throne of uh, seven kingdoms. Then you wake up and send me a message. P, I had one. You don't send me. Interpret it yourself. Do you understand? It takes discipline. 
It takes stewarding the word of God over your life. It takes that careful and intentional action of building up yourself. Set a plan for yourself. Where do you want to arrive at by Ecclesia Hill's second anniversary? Who do you want to become? Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Staying anointed takes a lot. It takes humility. Humility. It takes patience. It takes love. It says you have hated, you have loved justice and you have hated unrighteousness. You've loved righteousness and justice. It says because of this, God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellow. Do you know many of us don't even know what justice is anymore? Righteousness is like, mm. the other day I was passing past my house and I saw, um, I saw that there's this new place that just opened, one strip club near my house. As I was passing the place, I said, every time I pass there, I say, you will fall. You will not stand. Every time I pass it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bible says, whatever you cost is cost. Whatever you bless is less. I say it will not stand. You will fall. Because I am no more silly not to understand the power in atmospheres. There's already enough that I'm contending with by staying in Nigeria, Lagos. Do you understand? Then the small poor heaven have managed to open around that my area. You now want to use strip club to block it. Do you get? It has to fall. You understand? Because it's from there I used to do my warfare. I've managed to dispossess some master spirits around. Another one, mm, I don't need it. You know, but then as I was driving past, I asked myself, this G-Wagon, this Lesos, all this one now, who get them? Christians. Some of them are sitting here. And so I began to say to myself, how can we be anointed if we don't have boundaries? How can we be anointed if we do not recognize that what we carry its value is so great that it cannot be commonized. Some of us, we have all kinds of relationships. Our friendships, they do is to go through interview. The criteria is the person get money and my friend, a very good friend of mine. Why? Why? Even some people that are ministers, your friendship does not... Is a person a pastor, uh, my friend. No, you can't just be my friend. You can't. Because you see, now also all of us day. Because you see, this thing is contagious. You can stay with people that are anointed and become anointed. Why the disciples of Jesus said to them, calm down. You see, these words have spoken to you. They have built you up. My words have anointed you. Just by staying around Jesus, something happened to them. Do you know there are some gifted people notice in my life now? They're like, ah, you carry an apostle. I said, I'm not carrying an apostle. Where did I find it? I just walked with one man for five years, learning how he did things. If he said, P.I., no, we'll not let. I'll say, Pity, why? He'll say, you know, because, because, because. Just by understanding, boom, something happened to me. And then years later, people look at me and say, oh, you carry, excuse me, there's an anointing by impartation. But we're in a generation where everybody is right. Now we know past, now we know, 
I know who I am. You understand? We've changed the whole thing. So nobody needs anybody anymore. Listen to me. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He understands why he leaves old people when they are still young people. If not, if I kill all the old, make all the young they work. And I don't mean it in just physical age. I mean it in terms of even growth and learning. We must understand that being anointed, it requires a lot of principles. And one of them is allowing yourself to learn and grow. Even through people who have walked the path. Do you know when I meet people, people, everybody in my life that is close in my life, I understand why they are there. And if I don't, I keep praying and saying, God, show me why. Why is this person close to me? Because naturally, anything you don't understand, you would abuse. If you don't abuse it, it will abuse you. There must be an abuse somewhere. And that's why we have things like hurt, pain, all of that. Because we don't even understand what we are doing with each other. The anointing should break yokes. The anointing should break yokes. We're going to pray in five minutes. <sighs> when was the last time a yoke broke in your life? The anger problem your father had, you have it. Your child that is five years is already displaying it. You they look the thing like action film. The anointing should break yokes. You should carry the word of God. Know how to, let me try to explain it. Know how to perform spiritual surgeries on yourself. You take the word of God like a knife. Use it to tear open your spirit. Bring out the thing that is worrying you. And begin to speak to it. Use the word to search it. Find it. Until that part of you arrives at Jesus. That's the only way you can save a generation after you. The anointing is meant to break yokes. It's meant to break yokes. You see, recently I told myself something. I said, you see, there's a reason why they are called men of God. I say because if you are a man of God, you should spend more time with God than with man. So I started telling myself that I want to spend more time with God than with man. It's possible for me because it's, I'm a pastor. I have my time to myself. I don't do 9 to 5. I have my business so I can structure myself in that manner. So I have structured my life in a way where I spend more time with the Lord. Because I told myself, I said, you see, there are too many things that I don't understand. I need to understand them and I need to fix them. And as I begin to dig into the Lord, not because I'm saying, God, anoint me, give me power, fill me with the Holy Ghost, let me burn the streets of Lagos so that they will know that Jesus is Lord. No, no, it's not my, it's not my, it's not my projection. You understand? Yes, it will happen. But you know what? In the process of searching the word and allowing the word do its work in me, something is coming upon me in that process. Because you see, you can be anointed, but there is an art of being anointed. And there is an art of activating the anointing. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. But you learn it in the process of growing in the Lord. Truly growing. 
Many of us walk into atmospheres and we cannot sense anything. 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 Some people have two nannies that are witches. They don't know. Because they used to cook nice fried egg. You can't sense anything. Do you understand? We cannot live like that. We cannot. God is calling us into a place of supernatural living. Where it's normal for you to walk in and see things. That is normal to you. It is abnormal for you to walk in and not know if there are angels in a room. It then becomes abnormal for you. I don't know if you get it. It then becomes abnormal to go through a whole day and not hear the Lord speaking clearly about things that will happen. Three days ago, I was talking to my assistant, Linda, and I was saying, Linda, you know, I just kind of feel like the Lord wants to do so and so and so and so in XYZ company. And I just, you know, told her the things. And she was like, wow, Pia, that sounds ridiculous. I was like, yeah, right? I said, yeah. Do you know that the very next day, I spoke with the owner of the company and the person said, I'm doing one, two, three, the exact things I told her. And I told, looked at the man in the eye. I said, you know, if I tell my assistant this thing, she's going to go crazy. I said, because I told her these exact things, and it sounded so far off. As I was talking to him, the Lord said to me, he said, you are more powerful than you know. Even your imaginations and your words are anointed. But do you know that it takes a consciousness of knowing and because before that, God has said to me, you see, I love people who take me seriously. And this generation does not take me seriously. God is looking for people who will become really serious about him. The Lord said it, that is what it is. Ah, my Bible says, scriptures say, God is looking for people like that. I'm not talking about people who say, you know, the Bible said, no, like you actually believe every word that the Bible says. You structure your entire life around the word of God. Those are the kind of people God is looking for. Anointed people understand this. I have learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. So my motto in this season is I'm not joking around. I don't want to follow devil play ten ten. What's all that one about? You know, you, you are sick. The sickness has been there. And you are not saying nothing about it. You are not praying about it. You are not pushing. And you don't even say, God, tell me what to do. Enough of that nonsense. Let those days go with yesterday. Let today be a new day of his power. So has God released the anointing? He has released his anointing. It's left to you and I to tap into the anointing. Mary said to the angel, how shall these things be? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. It will completely envelop your life. It will take over the atmosphere of your life. It will fill every corner of your being. This is how, this is how the anointed one will be birthed inside of you. By the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. This has been my prayer recently. Holy Spirit, I want you to overshadow me. I want you to be real to me again. I don't want to stumble into you. I don't want to arrive at you without knowing it. 
I don't want to be like Jacob that said the Lord was here and I did not know it. Or where I leave monuments all around of your presence. Chase men of God that have power, that have anointing, that have prophetic grace. But I myself, I'm not building anything up in myself. I don't want that, Lord. If there is a picture that I see in scripture, then I want it to become me. I don't want anybody to call me and I don't have a word for them. Or at least a sense of what the Lord will have them do. Those days have to go. Can you pray? You are already anointed by God. You are already called by God. His hand is already mighty upon you. You just need to break out of the comfort of where you are. You just need to come into something deeper. You just need to come into, into a place higher. You just need to arrive, 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 arrive at Jesus. You need to stop playing games with the promptings of God. You need to stop playing games with the nudgings of God. Let that season go with yesterday. As we are celebrating Ecclesia Hills and we are breaking forth into a new season, break forth with the house. Tell the Lord, I want to come into a new kind of strength. I want to come into a new kind of dedication to your spirit. I want to come, in, come into a new kind of dedication to your word, to praying, to knowing you. I want to know you, God. Help me, Holy Spirit. Make that prayer, make that prayer, make that prayer tonight. Help me, Holy Spirit. 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 Give me the grace to be able to redirect my life. Give me the grace to be able to just draw out a pattern. Draw out a new plan for myself and follow it. No matter how high you think you have arrived at God, there is always a place to get to. No matter who you think you are, there is always another level that the Lord wants you to come into. There is always a breaking. There is always an opening. There is always a, a, a level to climb into in God. Pray tonight that the Lord will give you a picture. That the Lord will stir your heart. That the Lord will stir your mind. That the Lord will stir your spirit. That the Lord will cause a fresh hunger to come upon you. That the Lord will give you a new desire for the things of the spirit. That the Lord will cause you to be able to build up monuments in your heart. Monuments in your soul. That God will show you how to lay precept upon precept. Line upon line. A little here and a little there. Until you arrive at the next level. That God will show you how to come into victory in the realm of the spirit maruna nakatale de sotolo blinga da dusia hai shakute veledishka prenonosketina matu kalima dadadus belendina 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 nakura madaskatele de dukrianaya holy spirit holy spirit establish yourself in our lives establish yourself in our hearts 
establish yourself in our minds. Give us grace, O God. Give us strength, O God. Give us capacity, O God. Give us ability, O God. Stretch us, O God. Stretch the boundaries of our hearts. Stretch us, Father, until we are able to accommodate your will. Until we are able to accommodate your desires. Do not let us sit in oppression. Do not let us sit in darkness and yet be content. Father, break every kind of complacency inside of us. Anything that makes us sit in trouble and yet say it is well. Father, break it, O God. Father, open our eyes and cause us to see. Help us to understand oh God, the, about, the amount oh God of weapon that has been given to us in the realm of the spirit so that we can fully utilize the grace that you have released upon us oh God. Oh Machine laya, machine laya. Shondo le breke tu na vale le dura maria la gura hai. Shoko to le baruana na kane melono no siela hai. Ile ne 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 moruna masuka tala bahe Shole borobodo kusata la bariga la barosia danani. Hole na baruka tala barusa tala ne na 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 na. Holy Spirit, matuala day, matuala day, matuala day. Mokota niva satala bukata, shelegonde le bakura matasa tuaye. Makuta, 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 makuta. Mekete le gura bahaya. Shote ni baruka talada. Regede le koriyamanolosa. Ketu na makata le katalada. Begude begude bakata bakata. Ibegure ala karuma nada dosata. Regede begode boshala la madala. Begodo, begakati na nama sonda flane. Ura makoto zene madula mada. Ragada da 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 da. Begodo shana begure ala da. Helegona, helegona, helegona. Maragaduda kasuta la bakari ala dosata. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Break open matuzale. Rakatusakata. Put some seeds in your spirit. Put some seeds in your soul. Put some Jordans in your mind. Marene Maruna. Melekutanana Madoye. Hegbegeledo Zolodaya. Hegbagunana Masudayala. Helegbunriana Mashutaya. Draw strength from heaven. Heriana no sokotele bagaruala. Oh, Maruma la Kasatule Bahaya la 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 Precious Holy Spirit, Eva Nume in the Kina Adosatiala. Precious Holy Spirit, Matele Dugariala Hai. Let every lie of Satan be uncovered. Bate ite ite inonomolosia. Frakatiele dono ondobolo insatayala. Let everything, let every paradigm, let every mindset of God that has been inverted in the minds of your people. Let them come back to the right position in the name of Jesus. Father, we challenge every lie from hell. Marue tekina asua that have left your people in bondage. Makate edolo dolo igaga. Hegbe kusakata. Every lie that has kept some people here going round and round in circles. Make ute ute ute. Higba gura bababa shata yelene moruanaha. Oh, Marana la Marosia la Dahai. We release strength from heaven, oh God. We release a fresh fire from heaven, oh God. We release a new grace from heaven, oh God. We release, oh God, power and capacity 
Matu ede ekelu adala eshukante The ability to cross over, the capacity to leap over walls. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are the one that does work within us. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. The power that Jesus died to give us is within you, Holy Spirit. Do not allow us to stay ignorant of what you have done. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. And as we see the gift we have been given, give us the discipline to steward it. So that in the next season, you would have raised for yourself a new breed of people. You would have raised for yourself a new set of people that are strong in the Lord and are strong in the power of his might. So that the kingdom would advance and so that the word of the Lord will be established. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.